the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. What's the application? Well, the application is, do you do the bare minimum for Jesus Christ? Do you do the bare minimum for Jesus Christ, or do you go well beyond the minimum for Jesus Christ? Do you do the the least that is needed? Well, I, I go to church on Sundays. I pray before meals. Are you doing just the bare minimum for Jesus Christ, or do you go way beyond? Do you go way beyond the minimum for Jesus Christ. Abraham goes way beyond here. If you go through life completing the bare minimums, you can expect a mediocre life. If, however, you stretch your abilities, you will experience more bounty. In today's message with Pastor Dan, you'll see Abraham's extraordinary obedience to the Lord, going above the minimum requirements of church attendance, tithe, and prayer, will result in a deeper, more prosperous relationship with the Lord. Move beyond mediocre and start building up treasure in heaven with a steadfast devotion to the Lord. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 18 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 18, and we begin in verse 1. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham by the terebinth trees of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. And so he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them. He bowed himself to the ground. And said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread. You may refresh your hearts. And after that, you may pass by and as much as you have come to your servant. And they said, Do as you have said. And so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and a good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. And so he took butter and milk, uh, which he didn't have in the refrigerator, by the way. He He milked a goat. So he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had prepared, and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. And then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And so he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed 
the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And the Lord said, No, but you did laugh. Well, here in Genesis chapter 18, uh, the Lord God once again appears to Abraham. Verse 1 says, Then the Lord appeared to him, to, to Abraham. And notice in your Bible that the word Lord is in all capital letters. And that means it's, it's the name Yahweh. Yahweh appeared to Abraham. And this is what is called a Christophany. We've talked about this a couple times already. A Christophany is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. Before Jesus was born as the baby in Bethlehem, there were occasions in the Old Testament where he appeared in physical form uh, to people. And this is one of those occasions. Now, why do we say this is Jesus Christ? Uh, Clearly, it's the Lord, it's Yahweh. So why do we say it's the second person of the Godhead, Jesus Christ, the Son Well, in John chapter 1, verse 18 says, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. There's other passages that say similar things. No one has seen God, but the Son has revealed him. Jesus Christ has made him known and revealed him to us. So whenever we see the Lord appear in physical form in the Old Testament, it's the second person of the Godhead. Jesus Christ. Now this marks the sixth appearance of the Lord God to Abraham. And if you were with us last, this appearance occurs soon after his last appearance in chapter 17. It's almost within the same time frame, very soon after. And every time God appears to Abraham, he repeats to Abraham his promise to Abraham. I think we need to hear the promises of God over and over, don't we? We need to have them repeated to us, not just once. Tell me every time. And, you, and you've experienced that before where you're, you're reading the scriptures and you're just reminded of things that you already know. Just reminded of things that God has already told you, things that God has already said in his word. And it's always good to read those things again or hear those things again and just be reminded of the promises of God and, and here God once again reminds Abraham of his promise to give him a son. Again, verse one, the, then the Lord Yahweh appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre, as Abraham was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. If you've traveled to Israel before with us, you know the heat of the day in Israel. It's very, very hot there, especially in the summer. Uh, when we tend to go. And so here, God appears to him as he's sitting in the tent door. And this takes place in Hebron, or Hebron, as we would say, where Abraham lived. And, and notice, he, he lives in a tent. He lived as a nomad. He lived as a, as a Bedouin. There's still Bedouins living in the Middle East today that dwell in, in tents. And he's, he's sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. And so he lifted his eyes. And he looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. 
And it says, and when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them, and he bowed himself to the ground. So as Abraham is sitting there in the tent door in the heat of the day, he sees three men that, that appear, that are approaching his tent. We know that one of them is the Lord, because it tells us Yahweh uh, appeared to him. So, so one of them is Jesus Christ. The other two are angels, as we learn later in the story. So two angels come along with God himself. You know, in the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, it says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Isn't that something? It says that we should show hospitality and kindness to strangers because sometimes that stranger is an angel. And we don't even realize it. And so we should be kind to them and show hospitality to them because we unwittingly entertain angels at times. Wouldn't it be something to get to heaven and to watch the, watch the tape, right? And see the times when we, a stranger stepped into a circumstance or a situation or we, we helped out somebody and maybe didn't think twice about it and then to find out that that was an angel, that God had sent somebody. And we didn't even know it. Abraham here, he entertains strangers and God. That's quite a guest list to show up at your house. The Lord himself and two angels. And in verses 2 through 8, now we have a very detailed description of the hospitality that Abraham uh, demonstrated here to the Lord and these two uh, angels, described as three men here. Uh, And and this is a, a description of of Bedouin hospitality that is still uh, that we still find among Bedouins in the Middle East even uh, today. In fact, this description here in chapter eighteen, this is a little this is the Bible nerd section of of the Bible study today. Uh, this this section here in verses two through eight, uh, this is the most detailed description of hospitality in the ancient Near East that is found in any ancient document. You know, so as we look at this, this is, this is how they would respond if strangers showed up at their tents. In that culture in the ancient times, and even still today among the Bedouins, uh, hospitality is very, very important among the Bedouin people, among nomadic people, even to this day. Uh, very different from us, very different from our culture today. Many of you probably have a ring doorbell camera, right? So that if anybody walks on your property or comes up your sidewalk, you get a notice on your phone, you get a live image of it, you can talk to them and scare them off, right? Through your phone. And if you don't have one of those ring doorbell things, if someone rings your doorbell, what do you do? You hide, right? You get down, be quiet. Don't let them hear you. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. 
find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. That's how we respond to a stranger showing up at our house today. Not so in the ancient world, not so among the Bedouins today. Hospitality was highly valued and is highly valued among the Bedouins today because it was necessary and is necessary for survival because travel was difficult, travel was dangerous, supplies were hard to come by in so many areas. There were no gas stations, there were no Chick-fil-A's, there were no holiday inns. So if you were traveling a great distance, you relied upon the hospitality of strangers. You relied upon people taking you into their home or into their tent for your survival. And so in Bedouin culture today, Bedouin communities Uh, In the Middle East, hospitality, it's a necessity and it was considered a sacred duty. It was considered an obligation. You didn't have a choice. It was necessary for survival. Travel would have been impossible unless people showed hospitality and offered their homes to strangers. You know, the Bedouins today, they have a saying, today's host is tomorrow's guest. Today's host is tomorrow's guest. You, you show hospitality to anyone who passes by your tent because one day you may need someone to open their tent to you and give you shelter and give you food and your travels. Uh, and so in Bedouin culture today, uh, hospitality is automatic. They're not going to turn you down. Culturally, it's, it's, it's just the way it is, even to this day. To this day, Bedouins in the Middle East, living in desert areas, Israel included, Bedouins will leave one flap of their tent open at all times to communicate to anybody passing by that my door is open and you're welcome to come in. Uh, you know, kind of like leaving the light on for you at Motel 6 uh, for us. But in fact, in Bedouin cultures today, hospitality is considered a noble act and it is on the same level to the Bedouins as showing bravery in battle because you're saving someone's life potentially by bringing them into your home and feeding them uh, and that kind of thing. Just to give you an example, uh, many years ago, my wife and I, we were on a tour in Israel and during the tour, everybody in the tour group got wet, soaking wet. But we were still early in the day. We still had a lot of touring to do before we were going to go to our hotel that evening. But we couldn't do the tour in dripping wet clothes. Our tour guide knocked on the door of a little home. It was a home of an Arab family. And explained that his tour group, 40 of us Americans, that were soaking wet. And could we come into his house and change our clothes? And this person invited us into his little tiny home so that we, 40 strangers, could change our clothes in his house. And he actually stepped outside into the yard to give us his house, to give us privacy in his home. Now think about that. Think about if this afternoon, while you're falling asleep on the couch, the doorbell rings. First of all, you're going to hide. You're not even going to answer the door. But if you do answer the door, what if there's 40 strangers, 40 foreigners standing on your front porch, dripping wet, asking if they can come in and use your house to change their clothes? You're going to call the police, right? 
But in their mind, the mindset of the Bedouin is, this is a person in need. And I'm obligated to open my home uh, to them. And here we see with Abraham, we see how he responds to the Lord. And we see Abraham's example of, of how he serves the Lord. And this is how we should serve the Lord. This is how we should respond to the Lord Jesus Christ and serving him and serving others. You know, Jesus said he did not come to be served, but to serve others. And we're told here that when Abraham saw the Lord and these two angels, it says that he ran to meet them. He bowed down before them to show them honor and reverence. And then in verse three, he said, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Abraham welcomed them, these strangers, into his his home, and Abraham basically said to the Lord, please do me the honor of letting me serve you. So let me ask you, do you welcome Jesus Christ into your life? Do you jump at the opportunity to serve him? Do you jump at the opportunity to serve him like Abraham did? Do you consider it an honor and privilege to serve the Lord Jesus Christ? As Abraham, do me the honor of letting me just serve you. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, the Apostle Paul mentions the family of Stephanus. And I love what it says about the family of Stephanus, especially in the old King James. It says of the family of Stephanus, the whole family of Stephanus, it says, have addicted themselves to the ministry. They were addicted to the ministry. I love it. You know, the newer translations say they were wholly devoted to the ministry and, and that kind of thing. Old King James, man, they were addicted to serving the Lord. I love that description. I, w- I want that to be said of, of me and my family. We just love serving the Lord. That we jump at the opportunity to serve the Lord. We consider it a privilege and an honor to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as Paul says in Romans chapter 12, you know, in light of what he's done for us and dying on the cross for us and saving us and, and giving us eternal life, this is your reasonable service, right? In response to what he's done for us to make your life a living sacrifice to him. And that's what Abraham does. Verse 4, watch what Abraham says here. He says, please let a little water be brought and wash your feet. Of course, they wore sandals in those days and it's desert and dirty and their feet would get dirty. So let me bring a little water so you can wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. You know, just take, take a rest here under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. I'm your servant. And they said, do as you have said. You know, in First Peter chapter 4, verse 9, it says, Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. And that's what Abraham did. He cheerfully shared his home, or in this case, he shared his tent with these strangers that just show up, passing by his tent, and he offers them a meal. And what I love here about this is Abraham really downplays what he's going to serve them, what he's going to prepare for these three visitors. He basically says here in verses 4 and 5, you know, rest a while, I'll bring you a piece of bread to refresh you, and then you can be on your way. And, and the Lord says, you know, do as you have said. And I love that too. You know, 
uh, Jesus loved to eat, right? He loved to, he never passed up a meal when someone offered him a meal. How often do you see in the Gospels where Jesus is eating a meal, you know? And even Jesus talks about in the kingdom, how we will sit down to a great big feast with him called the marriage supper of the lamb. That, when he talks about us being together with him, he talks about the meal we're going to have with him, right? In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus says, I'm I'm standing at the door knocking. I want to come in. If you open the door and invite me in, I'll come in and we'll have a meal together. We'll share a relationship together. If you open the door to your life to me. If you invite me into your life, I'll come in. We'll share a meal. We'll have a relationship. We'll enjoy friendship together. And here, Abraham offers a meal to the Lord. And the Lord says, sure. Yeah, we'll stay. Yeah, we'd love to stay. Verse 6. Now watch what happens. Like I said, he really downplayed the meal. He said, I'll just bring you some piece of bread for you to eat and then you can be on your way. And the Lord said, okay, do as you've said. So verse 6, Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah, his wife, and said, quick, make ready three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes. (laughs) Abraham runs into the tent and says to his wife, Sarah, quick, knead some dough and bake some bread. We've got guests. By the way, if you're a note taker, three measures of fine flour... That's about five gallons of flour. You think about a pound of flour. And Abraham runs into the tent and tells Sarah to bake bread from five gallons. Think about a paint bucket of flour. Not just, you know, not just, hey, we've got three guests. Could you make three dinner rolls for us? Not just the minimum. And I want you to see this here. Abraham doesn't just ask Sarah to make the minimum. He asked Sarah to make an excessive amount, you know, enough bread to feed an army here, which, you know, for us, what's the application? Well, the application is, do you do the bare minimum for Jesus Christ? Do you do the bare minimum for Jesus Christ or do you go well beyond the minimum for Jesus Christ? Do you do the the least that is needed? Well, I, I go to church on Sundays. I pray before meals. Are you doing just the bare minimum? For Jesus Christ, or do you go way beyond? Do you go way beyond the minimum for Jesus Christ? Abraham goes way beyond here, the minimum. And so now he's got Sarah there. She's out, she would be outside the tent baking this bread, you know, and kneading the dough. I mean, just think about this. We read it's a sentence. How long does it take to make the flour and the dough and knead it and to make cakes and bake it all? You know, how long is that going to take? Verse 7, and Abraham then ran to the herd. He took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So Abraham chose the best calf out of his flock. He gave it to his servant to cook. And understand in the ancient world, eating meat was a rare luxury. It was something you only did on very important occasions. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.